Hi, I'm Elizabeth Noyce, and you're listening to Supergirl Radio. Supergirl Radio Rebirth, your source for current Supergirl comics that started with DC Rebirth. My name is Rebecca Johnson. I'm Morgan Glennon. And for this episode of the podcast, we are going to discuss and review Supergirl number 32, which was written by Mark Andrako. Uh, pencils were done by Kevin McGuire and inks were done by Kevin McGuire and Sean Parsons. And colors were done by FCO Placencia. The description for this issue reads, quote, the conclusion to the Superman Supergirl team up is here as the House of L is united. Superman, Supergirl, Superboy and Jor-El <laughs> struggle to defeat the seemingly unstoppable Rogel Czar, who is now teamed up with General Zod, Jack Zor and even Gandello. New alliances are forged and betrayed and Kara must fight battles on two fronts alongside her cousins and inside herself as she faces her own rage and the corrupting influence of Zara's acts. If she, if she survives it all, who will be the Supergirl who emerges on the other side? Join us on the epic finale to Supergirl's space opera adventure. And then it ends with the, uh, also, if Brainiac is in the Hall of Doom, why is Lex Luthor upgrading an old Brainiac drone body? And why is the drone calling itself the true Brainiac? Unquote. Huh? Lots I, of I feel stuff. like having, having you read that to me, <laughs> I was going to say having read that, um, a, a lot of that doesn't feel at all like what I just read. <laughs> is, am I crazy? I was like, wait a minute. What did I read? I literally had the the feeling where I was like, did I? Oh, no. Did I read the wrong issue? <laughs> <laughs> but then I looked over at Comixology and it definitely says 32. So I don't, well, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the mention of General Zod and Jack Soar, they're not in the issue whatsoever. N neither is Superman, really. I mean, Jor-El also not in the issue. <laughs> <laughs> right. We, we did get Superboy and there's a mention of Jor-El in the issue, but he does not make an appearance. Uh, also, just a reminder, they brought him back from the dead. Uh, he did not explode on Krypton. So <laughs> just uh, as a reminder. Also, I don't think there is a space opera adventure. I don't know. Are you getting the vibe no, from no. Supergirl's story? <laughs> not at all. This this is the description of a completely different issue <laughs> than, the, than the one I just read. Um, and I have quite, I also, these descriptions are wild for a lot of reasons. <laughs> Mostly, I think the, the, the two main reasons why this description is crazy is one, 
it's not the issue that I read. That's, <laughs> that's the primary reason. And it, it makes me concerned. But two, they give away the twist ending in the description. <laughs> yeah. At that point, why even read? Why even read the issue? I would normally say, except if you just read that description and figured you're fine for thirty three. Jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, they they could have just teased it, but they told you exactly what happens yeah. in that scene with Lex Luthor and the Brainiac drone body. It's like a two page scene at most. <laughs> There's not more than that going on. <laughs> That that's is not, the gist of the scene. Yeah, that's not that's not like a tease of like what you'll see. That is literally what you'll see. <laughs> nothing else going on. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is a description that seems like it's maybe written to. I don't know if they they made this part. If, if there was another issue that tied into this, maybe like a Superman issue or something, and they just wrote everything to cover different issues that it might be like if they were just lazy and they were like, we'll just use this description for Supergirl number 32 and also that other Superman issue. And then we don't have to write two descriptions. We'll just write them. <laughs> one. Like, I don't I don't know if that's what they did. I don't know. Maybe I could, I could really see that because so much of this makes no sense to me. <laughs> um, I would like to know what new alliances were forged and betrayed. And and how was Supergirl looking inside herself? She definitely wasn't. <laughs> Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to tell Supergirl what she's feeling. That's not what I'm in for. But like uh, on the page, there's no battle inside of herself. <laughs> not in this issue. I mean, she's had other issues where she was more introspective, but not yeah. this one. In, in in other issues, she certainly had struggles with like anger and you know wh how what she's going to do once she figures out this mystery and and really dealing with those feelings. In this issue, however, <laughs> she does not seem very conflicted at all, uh, and she does not wage any battle with herself. <laughs> she spends a lot of this issue actually with her face her entire head covered by Gandalf. <laughs> yeah. um I, I i it says in this description she faces her own rage nah and the corrupting <laughs> and the corrupting influence of czar's axe also nah not she really does, she does try to keep it from flying away but it, yes. at no point does it seem to be corrupting her it's just like I want to fly away. And she's like, no, that's like, <laughs> that's like saying like when my cats want to knock something on a shelf and I stop them, I'm, I'm battling with their corrupting influence. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> but I'm sure that they are, you know, continuing to fight the battle inside themselves uh, as, <laughs> as they do. <laughs> the, the cats certainly are. And <laughs> Battle is always, I probably shouldn't destroy this thing, but I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, the description, we haven't even really gotten into the issue <laughs> itself yet, but, uh, but the description I'm is sorry, that, wild. That description just threw me for such a loop. <laughs> <laughs> it makes you question everything. I was like, I almost whispered to you, Rebecca, did I read the wrong <laughs> Uh, no, it, uh, just is one of those weird descriptions that doesn't seem to jive with what is actually in the, the issue itself, uh, which I guess that maybe is a good segue to actually talking about what happened in the issue, uh, which was, uh, wild for me to read, uh, <laughs> on so many levels because Gandello did some weird stuff. Uh, Hackman, uh, I don't know if you want to start. 
I don't know if you want to start with the Hackman stuff, but there's a lot to talk about. (laughs) The Hackman's, listen, we, we know what a fan of Hackman I am. And I just, I'm legitimately confused by what (laughs) happened to him. What happened to him in this issue uh, was not okay, I think. Well, I'm not I, I, sure. guess, I guess we should back up. Uh, if, if you haven't read Supergirl number 32, you should definitely go read it. Uh, it in, in addition to listening to us talk about it, definitely go read it for yourself. Uh, but if you wanted to just listen to the podcast, we can give you a, l- a brief little summary of what happens before we get into uh, the Hackman situation. The Hackman of it all. <laughs> so Supergirl and Superboy, and uh, I think Crypto is with them. They go to sort of like have a face off with Gandello, who has no security on her premises whatsoever. They just like fly into her headquarters. And I was like, really, Gandello? You're just going to let him fly into your office? Like, what is the deal with this? Uh, So they go in and Hackman, because he's such a loyal servant to Gandello, he wants to protect her. And he does something that we've never seen Hackman do before. Uh, and so I was wondering what your thoughts are on what he does to protect Gandela Morgan. What what were you uh, expecting uh, what he ends up doing? I can't say that I was. I can't <laughs> I can't say that it's anything that I would have expected to see in this book at all so <laughs> he he gets he decides to protect Gandello and he does this by like shooting. What mm. I, I don't know if there's a really <laughs> delicate way shooting a bunch of what I assume are little hackmans. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a good way to put that. Actually, Let, let's call them hack minis uh, <laughs> out of his back, um, which the 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 book makes a joke about. They're like, do are we seeing what these are? Are we seeing what these are? And uh, and Supergirl's like, let's not acknowledge it. Let's ignore it. <laughs> Let's pretend like we're not creeped out by what's happening. Um, and then and then the little hack minis turn into like full-size hackmans that are all like, Gandela's the best. Gandela, Gandela, Gandela. And like, listen, whatever hackman is being paid, I want to say from the bottom of my heart that it is not enough. And that no. he, he needs a promotion. <laughs> he, needs, he needs like a like a new like gold nameplate on his on his office door. I, I, he needs a bunch of bagel Fridays. I don't <laughs> <laughs> he he I don't know what that level of commitment is where it's like all my children shall protect you, but also they all turn into slime if you squeeze them real hard. Oh, it's what, so gross. What is Hackman? What is he? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have so many questions, Rebecca. We're never going to find out either. That's, that's, what, that's what haunted me after I put down the issue after I read it. And I was just like, what is Hackman? And oh. I just stared into the middle distance for a while, <laughs> questioning everything. Yeah, I was not expecting Hackman to do that. Because before we had seen Hackman, he just he was like a little kind of a, a, a little short and stout little guy who had trouble running upstairs and now we know why i guess <laughs> like that, I, he was, yeah seriously um he looked kind of like a creature that you would see at like an alien ride in disney world hmm. um he he had so much spunk about him uh but <laughs> i don't understand what what he is what is what are his 
powers. He has a cousin. Maybe we can ask his cousin. <laughs> yeah, his cousin Cezal. Cezal, uh, yeah. Don't, don't ask me Would how Cizal I remember. Do that too. <laughs> I assume so. Cezal. Oh, the, the only uh, difference with Cezal, I think, is he was blue. Yeah, so I think I don't that, know if that makes a difference. That was the difference. I mean, yeah, maybe maybe only that the Hackman types can. Reach, <laughs> only the only the red. Like, are those supposed to? I don't. What are they? Are they like versions of Hackman, or are they? Hackman I think they're like babies. Hackman babies. Oh, then that's more disturbing. That they just like that she just like squeezes them and they turn to ooze. Like what? No. <laughs> yeah, I. Th- I mean, they they almost have to be babies, uh, uh, based on the art. Because <laughs> uh, I don't think they're just like little like duplicates of him. I think they're they're being birthed. Yeah, it uh, it does look that way. <laughs> uh, I just have so many questions. Well, and, uh, and, and, uh, and boy, he he had a whole pile of them. Is the yeah, thing. <laughs> yeah. There were there's a lot in there. He had uh, a whole litter essentially. Of so Hackman. so now we know why Hackman uh, really just couldn't move very well. He was <laughs> he was really holding a lot in. He was really he was just carrying all of those. And uh, the the disappointing thing about the the Hackman babies is they don't really do they don't have much of a purpose. They sort of hold off Supergirl and Superboy a little bit, but Supergirl like immediately breaks out of the pile of Hackman babies. So it's not it wasn't really effective. It was a grand show, and then nothing really <laughs> yeah. happened. No, it wasn't uh, for all of that. So that's okay. That's my let's get into the, the overall issue because that's kind of my issue. <laughs> issue is like um uh, in this issue, a million of these things happen. Like a million tiny Hackman babies kind of happen within the <laughs> where just like one crazy thing happens, and then nobody reacts and like people react to it for a second and then 12 other crazy things happen. Like it just goes from crazy thing to crazy thing. It's like Hackman has a bunch of hack minis and then Cantillo <laughs> has bat wings. And then Supergirl's face is, is, is getting covered like she's Gandela's holding Supergirl in her claw and, and flying, and then all of a sudden Rogelzar is back, and then the axe. Then there's that issue with the axe <laughs> where the axe is trying to go to Rogelzar, and then uh, Zinder 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 Cole, Zin, yeah, Zinder Cole saves Supergirl with a ship with arms, gold <laughs> arms, and you're like, you're trying to wrap your head around that, right? You're like, okay, the ship has gold arms, and that seems a lot. That feels <laughs> like a lot. And then as soon as you wrap your head around that, Rogel's art just uh, turns Gandello into uh, ice chips, and you're like, oh, am I supposed to have a reaction to that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Zinder Cole briefly does, but then we're right back in into it <laughs> and there's fighting and then suddenly it looks like supergirl is gouging out somebody's eyes that's disturbing and then <laughs> and then they're on a ship and rogelzar has the axe which apparently supergirl just kind of gave up on midway through the fight and then we're in the coda like how is that explain to me how any of that makes sense not much was accomplished i don't know I don't know. I'm 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 conflicted on whether or not I actually believe that Gandello is dead. They act like she was killed. There but, were a lot of little ice chips, though. But Girl. didn't didn't we see her almost die a couple of times in previous issues? Well, th- so that's what actually okay. kills her. The, um, 
everything and nothing, I think. (laughs) So my question is also, and some of this is not the fault of the comics, but the fault of the way that I'm reading them, which is (laughs) always literally an hour before we podcast. And and very sporadic. uh, Sporadically. Several years. (laughs) (laughs) So that they're fresh in my mind. But but I, I vaguely remember Supergirl beat Gandello and then like, put her somewhere like in a like a little ice flower didn't she like uh she locked her up in a like a a like a dirt hole like yeah didn't she like wasn't it like a big hole and then she like covered it up she like planted her like a seed or something <laughs> i'm not i'm not real sure but i was under the impression right that she was contained in some way but then in this issue Gandello is back at the CEO as the CEO of like <laughs> incorporated and she has to go through um, Gandello's personal assistant and she's like I'm going to take you down to the station and Gandello is like oh no thank you you tried to plant me like a flower but I bloomed, baby. I bloomed and like I was just confused I was like wait did did you not secure Gandello before you went off to your next adventure and now Gandello's back like I didn't remember that I think we're going to have to to go back to the <laughs> really previous are. issue because there was at one point she plant she planted her like a seed but then I think in the next issue do you remember like that that one panel where you saw Gandela like flying in space do you remember that like we were like what is what is what is happening like she yes. she, she wasn't like in the ground anymore she was just like in space like floating by it's like what <laughs> yeah I was like wait how'd she get in space <laughs> so I don't know if anything I don't I I don't know Gandela's weakness. I don't know if just because if if she just died by punching through her face, why hasn't that been something Supergirl did? Yeah, I don't. That's that was also a question for me. Not that I think. I mean, I think Gandela talks to Supergirl and was like, "You're, you know." your mistake is letting me live and like not all life is you know worth letting have a a sky rise apartment or whatever it is (laughs) and and so i think i guess you could hand wave that as like maybe supergirl could have uh turned her into uh ice ships this whole time but she was choosing not to use her super strength that way um, and trying to like not kill Gandello, but just like kind of bring her in, which I still think is honestly a bit of a stretch if we're being honest, <laughs> because Rogelzard does is just like, oh, I'm so sick of you. Like, kapow. <laughs> yeah, he does it so and, effortlessly. And I also have to say, okay, I was very confused. So on page, let's look at what page this is. On page 10, Gandello is like, peace out, homies, and jumps out the window. <laughs> Yes, which felt confusing to me. And Supergirl is like, suicide isn't, you know, isn't the answer. I didn't think that you were going to, you know, just end it all. And Gandalf's like, oh, please. And then sprouts bat wings and flies away. Now, my question is, in many situations in which Supergirl was fighting Gandalf, doesn't it seem like it would have been helpful to Gandalf personally to have pulled those bat wings out previously? You would think so. I, I think the reason she didn't was maybe a strategy of Gandela's to let Supergirl hit the ground, like to distract her so that Supergirl hit the ground. But Supergirl should be a pretty expert flyer at this <laughs> point. I, I find it hard to believe that Supergirl wouldn't like immediately like 
you know, direct herself up so that she didn't hit the ground. Like, I, thought, I, think, I thought that was a little silly. I myself. feel like I would have to flip back to previous issues where Supergirl fought Gandello. But I feel like if I did that, I would find many instances where Gandello could have gotten the upper hand by suddenly flying. And then so now knowing that she has the ability to fly, it was kind of like, why would you only use that now? Yeah. And I also... Have we ever like settled on what Gandello's abilities are? Ice? Does she, does she, she, does she just, <laughs> I, I don't, I, I think that she can just turn that. into anything, I guess. Her, her uh, abilities are like everything, it feels like. <laughs> Which is why I, I have a hard time believing that you can kill her because she can do anything. So why, why would just punching her? Through the face, kill her. I, I I don't understand that at all. Yeah, I was really I was really surprised. And it happened so abruptly within the issue too. Like for many issues now, she has been kind of the big bad. And like the idea was she was kind of the big bad and Rogelzar was kind of working for her. And then in this issue, Rogelzar she's they're fighting Gandello, who should who is what I thought the big boss. And then Rogelzar pops back up and he's like, oh, you thought she was the big boss? Actually, I'm the big boss. And I'm like, <laughs> wait, like, who is the big boss? Give me the org chart for this. <laughs> I know Hackman's at the bottom. I've seen what Hackman's had to do. <laughs> right. But like, I don't understand. I thought that I kind of thought that she was, you know, manipulating him. And then he just kind of kills her like it's no big deal at all. And it kind of feels like. I don't know. It, it felt a little bit uh, anticlimactic to me. I think it's revenge for what she did to, because I think he had a bunch of followers. I don't know if you remember that or not, but there was an oh, issue yeah, where followers <laughs> and, and I think she killed all of them. Oh. And, and so he, I think he, this is how I read it is that he was sort of seeking retribution uh, against her for what she did to them. Although I think at one point they like came back to life. I don't know. That, that was a weird issue. I, I didn't really understand all of that, but, uh, but I think that, I think he's just really mad at her for sort of uh, betraying him in that way. <laughs> yeah. She's, he's a, he's a little bit testy with her. It's not, <laughs> it's not going well. I think she does talk about killing his followers or his people or, or whatever. Um, uh, well, and he he says something like, "It seems your hands are bloodier than mine." Yeah, yeah. He, she, um, Gandello says he's talking about. Yeah, you know, look at the people. The galaxy has, uh, you know, thrived without the Kryptonians. And then she says, "Just as with the erasure of Czar's race." So it's I I don't did she kill all of his people? I thought she just killed his little minions. Like I'm. Now I'm confused. Like, did she kill his whole race? That I. Why does he look nothing like <laughs> the rest of his minions? I he's, just, he's I really just cool. took it as, I just took it as his followers. I didn't That's know that. I it, thought too. And then I was confused. Like, I was like, did she blow up his planet too? Or maybe she's just really exaggerating her accomplishments. <laughs> she's like, maybe, it wasn't, wasn't just your followers. It was your whole race. I took them all out. Maybe she's just like uh, she's just kind of padding her resume. Uh, 
<laughs> really wants to get into that Legion of Doom, and she's like, "Listen, I'm gonna make this happen." <laughs> she's really, she's really making that genocide really, really pop off the uh, the resume there, because because Supergirl calls her out on that of you know multiple genocides. So that would, if she killed uh, Rogelzar's uh, race of people, that would be another genocide added to the list. So. Uh, she does seem to be somebody who is uh, that's her thing that she's she like, I'm going to overachieve here. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to do the most right now. <laughs> she is terrible, but it just seems too easy to kill Gandela just by punching her in the face in her crystal face. I, I agree. Uh, also, I, I agree for a couple of reasons. I'm just I keep thinking about what you said, which is like, couldn't have Supergirl have done that. And it's not just couldn't have. Wouldn't she have like accidentally? <laughs> yes, defying her, she probably yeah. would have punched her. I feel like if it was that easy, she would have just done it and been like, "Oops!" Uh, as all the shards like fell around her. But also, we we got so much buildup with Gandello about like the conspiracy and that she was behind it, but also the personal connection between her and Zinder Cole, which is that she is his adopted mother. And so obviously there's a, there's some issues there. They're, they beefing, but like <laughs> <laughs> my, I, it seems so, um, so strange to just kind of drop all those storylines by like randomly killing her with little fanfare in the middle of a bat, like a larger battle, because I could be wrong. And I have been multiple times when we talk about these issues, but it feels like, you know, it's very likely that in the next issue, they're going to be really focused on stopping uh, Rogel Czar. And I don't know that that's going to give Zinder Cole any time to sort of like process like, Hey, my bad adopted mom who like, who I, you know, am mad at, but maybe didn't want her to, you know, shatter into ice is, is dead now. And, uh, I don't, I don't know without, you know, if they can tie that into the storyline or give a, have a second for the story to breathe enough for somebody to have an emotion. <laughs> yeah. And I, I couldn't remember, did, did Zinder Cole end up with them as they, uh, they, uh, I guess, teleported out. No, I don't think he did. I think once again, for like the fifth time, <laughs> Supergirl has just left him in a location. <laughs> and honestly, I gotta be, I gotta be straight. Like if, if I was Zinder Cole, I think I would have just gone on vacation at this point. I think I'd be like, <laughs> you know what? I've tried and I've tried with this one. I've tried and I've tried. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> you can see on pay. It's on page 20 when they, uh, arrive back on Jor-El's ship, it, it is Supergirl, it is Superboy, it is Crypto, it is not Zinder Cole. <laughs> <laughs> now, maybe he's behind her in that panel. Maybe he's crouched down uh, crying or something, but I'm not seeing him, and so it seems very likely to me that once again, she's left him behind. <laughs> and this has got to be like the fifth time she's done this. <laughs> he needs to really take that as, as a... Maybe I'm not... Get Maybe not a sign, but maybe gonna, a message. I'm going to get him that book that's like the, she's just not that into you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be like, Zinder, you deserve more than this. <laughs> Which is a real shame because he's come in clutch for her several times. Several times. He was like, did you know that your ship had arms? And she was like, no, not really. <laughs> <laughs> How convenient. <laughs> yeah, I, I I probably, if, if I was Zinder, I'd be like, oh, not again. He's he's had to like literally hunt her down and find them. 
Uh, so this makes it much more difficult for him. <laughs> she's always surprised to see him too. <laughs> she's consistently trying to leave him behind. She's <laughs> in this issue alone when he shows up to dramatically rescue, uh, dramatically rescue her. Her reaction is not like "thanks so much." That's awesome, Zinder Cole. Super sweet of you to show up. It's <laughs> Z. You're here. I can't really talk right now. <laughs> I, I have to tell you, if a girl says that to you, she's trying to blow you off, but like very politely. She can't talk to you right now. She's going to have to leave you behind to go on a spaceship. Zinder Cole, there's a lot of signs going on here that this might not be the relationship for you. And she leaves him with the guy who killed his adopted mother, <laughs> who, who now has an all-powerful axe that might be able to allow him to like destroy a galaxy or whatever. And I think I think Supergirl left him behind again to like just die at the hands of Rogel's R in another issue. I think that yeah. happened. I'll have to go back and look, but I, I feel think, in my heart that happened. I think this is at least the second time that she's <laughs> left him with Zinder with Rogel's R who's like angry and is like on the warpath and she's like sorry i just kind of gotta go oh my god oh my god i forgot i have a soul cycle appointment and, and if you cancel they charge you so i just have to just pop out you're gonna be fine right you're gonna be fine <laughs> like my uncle who's been like such a drag lately he was dead but now he's alive he's calling so i just gotta go um but you can take care of this, right? You just found out the ship has arms. Bye. <laughs> and and when did she start calling him Z? I thought that yeah. was strange. I also thought that was really strange. I was like, what is their relationship exactly? <laughs> because the, this book is only sporadically interested in it. Uh, some, <laughs> sometimes it's like, hey, there might be a romance there. And sometimes it's like, she might want to murder him. <laughs> and I, I'm not sure which feeling she's ever feeling <laughs> uh she she won't she won't kill anybody but she's gonna leave you for dead but she is a, but don't worry not a villain she's not leaving a villain <laughs> for dead. just her her good pal zinder cole oh i feel so bad for the zinder. villain she's gonna plant gently in the ground <laughs> To come back to later. She she deals with villains the way I deal with like my leftovers. Like I, I guess you're just lunch for tomorrow is what she said. <laughs> she, she places them under like a large rock for later. <laughs> yeah, I hope the next issue maybe gives Zinder Cole a little time to process whatever has happened to Gandello. I don't buy I don't buy it. I don't think she's dead. I think it's just a thing that happened and she's gonna be fine. I think I think she's gonna recover. It's gonna I'm, be great. I'm in the weird position of pulling for Candela. <laughs> I know, me too. I'm, I'm like, you know what, Gandello and I personally have been through too much for her to have gone out like that. Hackman's sacrifice has to stand for something. It has to mean something Seriously. for him and all of his Hackman uh, mini babies. Uh, <laughs> it has. It has to have uh, paid a price for something. Oh man. Well. I don't know if there's anything else uh, we should talk about uh, with the story in this issue. I well, I well, we could talk about the uh, the thing that they basically spoiled in the description uh, <laughs> that that they thought they were teasing, but just uh, spoiled. Unless you, you have something else about it, 
Unless you have something else you want to talk about with Gandello and the Rogelzar stuff. I just... Okay, so I guess I have a question, and my question, besides... Uh, I have two questions. My first question is, oh my god, why? And my, <laughs> my second question is, how does... What is what is the situation with the axe? Like, the axe seems more fickle than Supergirl at this point. Like, like the axe is definitely going to leave you to die. Because the axe just seems like it's it, it's going with whoever calls it nice nicer. Yeah, that's what I didn't understand either, is that at some point, Supergirl could control the axe. It was like her axe at some point. They they had that guy, the all hail the axe queen, who, yeah. you know, she, she was the axe queen at one point in one of these issues. So I don't really understand what the push and pull is with the axe either. I, I feel like they didn't explain the axe. I'm still really really fuzzy on the axe um she says it's on page and i just of course flipped away from it on page 14 she says there shouldn't be a custody fight over this axe but there is (laughs) there is (laughs) and and apparently um dad is offering the axe ice cream and so the axe (laughs) is going with rogel czar and i just don't understand like i feel like they didn't set up rules for the axe that make logical sense. It was like, here's this magical axe. Supergirl can wield it now. It's making her angry. She got over the anger. Now she's just using this axe. But then as soon as Rogel Czar comes back, like the axe is like backsliding to its ex or something. Like I just <laughs> I want better for this axe. I want this axe to want better for itself. Do you, do you think it's based on the rage? I do don't think maybe. because R- Rogelzar is angrier than Supergirl at this point. Maybe it's no. siding with him. I think that's actually would actually be like a fascinating storyline that is not how they set it up. <laughs> I misunderstood it. But the idea that like the axe goes with the person who's angriest and like at one point in in the run, I would definitely agree that that was Supergirl because she found out that there was this whole um, conspiracy that she never knew about that changed the way that she looked at how Krypton was destroyed and how she lost all of her people. So and, I could and under- she thought and she thought her father, like she does in so many stories, she thought her father was the villain and ha- had been responsible for it. So she had a lot of anger issues to get exactly. Through. She learned that story. She learned that lesson for like the fifth time in, in <laughs> Earth. Uh, but like I, I could see uh, like an argument made for like, well, you know, she, it doesn't. She doesn't show it, but she's actually way angrier and so the axe side is sided with her and then once she sort of processed that anger it wasn't there any longer so the axe was like oh hey this guy's really angry and went over to Rogel's art but that is not as my understanding thus far that is not how the comic has presented the axe is it I don't think so at least <laughs> not in this issue it didn't it didn't uh, examine the, what the axe was doing, and it just kind of showed the axe going with one person. But it, it, the issue never made a point to explain it. So I was ex- I was confused by how Rogelzar was able to so easily call the axe back. Basically, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, but I <laughs> but I assume if it's based on rage, he's really angry. He's in yeah. this. In this issue, he is super ticked at Candelo to the point where he punches straight through her. Actually, does he punch her face or does he punch just her midsection? I guess he just punches. He punches her midsection and then moves his arm up to like slice through her. So that's how he 
sort of, I guess, quote, kills her. But he's he's so angry that he he makes that uh, choice to do that. So I would buy it if it was based on rage and anger. Yeah, but it but it's not something that actually. That's just me inserting my my thoughts into the well, issue. Well, I like your head cannon makes more sense than than what I've been presented, <laughs> which is like which is that the the act seems to me at this point in the story. A complete free-for-all in that there are no rules with this axe. It's just based on the mood of the axe. The the axe, I feel like the axe is, like, very moody. Like, the axe axe literally goes where the wind takes it. (laughs) (laughs) It literally does. Uh, Yeah. So, I guess we'll maybe find out more about what's going on with the axe with Rogelzar. Hopefully, we'll get some more details on that. And I, I'm very curious to see if we see Gandello again. I'm yeah, I, I'm just too. I'm not in this particular issue. I am not convinced she is dead. So uh, I I'm I'm willing to see what happens in future issues because I'm very curious about her the state of Gandello. I don't know. I I feel like this could be it for her. Um, only just based off of how, how how the story has moved, which is like, okay, okay, you've gotten used to this element of the story. It's gone now. It's gone now. <laughs> it never happened. Look at me. Forget it. It's gone. <laughs> and so I could like, if I if if I was if I was writing this, no, I don't think this would be the end of Gandello because I think that's kind of a tough way for her to go out. Things aren't aren't all that resolved. In in this run, though, I could see this being it. I could see this being it very easily. I'm hoping to be wrong, though, because I do feel like Gant- we've we've built up a rapport with Gandello. Like we know, yeah, we're, her. we're invested. We're, she, we've planted her like a flower. <laughs> She's got bat wings. She's got a un- a way underpaid uh, associate named Hackman. He's got <laughs> he's got to feed all those ha- hack babies now. So, I mean, if she's gone, how's he getting that paycheck? Um, so I'm worried about Hackman, most of all. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to see it in the next issue if we'll find out that she, like, actually kind of miraculously made it. Yeah, because if she's, if she's dead, I almost feel like that's a little bit of a cheat because it's been Supergirl versus Gandello this whole time. And in the last couple of issues we've had to deal with, Supergirl, whether or not she was going to kill, like she had that issue with Splice. You remember Splice? Oh, Splice! How could <laughs> <I> get? <laughs> she had all these like uh, uh, struggles about whether or not she would actually kill Splice, and so if she doesn't have to make that choice with Gandello here, I don't know. I guess it's an easy way out because then you can have someone else kill Gandello. But uh, I don't know. I, I I just have I have weird feelings about the Gandello of of this issue, but I, I'm hoping that the the next couple of issues will will expand on, on what's just happened here because it was a lot of action. This this issue was basically all action. Yeah. So um so it went very quickly. I'm hoping that there'll be some more time for processing in the next issue because they um they sort of zoomed away from the action to a safe place, which is Jor-El's ship. So I'm wondering if they'll sort of like regroup and there will be some time to talk about what's happening. Um, 
my, I guess my last question on this issue, and there's <laughs> honestly, there's so many, is how did, how did you feel about Supergirl's decision to just peace out in the, in what seemed like the middle of the fight? <laughs> I think she was trying to do the right thing because her whole thing was trying to get the axe away from Rogelzar. And so I think she thought if I grab the axe and teleport out, he can't, he can't do anything. But what if she just took Rogelzar with them? If he was still holding onto the axe, she, <laughs> wouldn't she, wouldn't he transport with it like a teleport with him? Okay, so I have to be honest. I now I'm rereading it. This page, which is page um, nineteen, and I'm seeing the interpretation that she was like gonna just grab the axe and be like, okay, let's you know, let's transition back to the ship with the axe, and like that's totally gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, I, we're totally going to be able to take the axe away that way, even though he's still holding it and the axe is fickle as we've established. And so there's an equal chance <laughs> that he'll just stay with him. But when I first read it, I just read it as her, like in the middle of a fight that she didn't seem to be particularly losing at that moment, deciding to just peace out. Oh, like, it, it, it read to me very much. Like she was just leaving for, for some unknowable reason in the, <laughs> in the middle. Like, and I can understand, like I've, I, we've all read or watched, you know, um, superhero stuff where the superhero gets really beat up or yeah. um, clearly losing the fight and needs to retreat to fight another day. But that's not at all what's happening in these pages. She's not particularly beat. She's not down and out. She just kind of takes off. <laughs> yeah. And I guess, it's interesting because he's still sort of holding on to the axe. She pokes him in the eye or the eyes <laughs> try, trying to to distract him to to pull the axe, but he's still got a hand on there. Yeah, he in, he in no way has has let go of the axe. And so I, I don't know what she was trying ship, to do. And now I'm seeing what you're seeing because she gets the ship and she puts both of her hands out. <laughs> as if, <laughs> should be there right but it's just empty air and then she goes this is not good <laughs> like really understatement of the century <laughs> meanwhile local bar is like man that was way easier than i thought it would be <laughs> she, she literally just let go and went home <laughs> yeah i think there's gonna be uh they, they need to slow down and sort of get through what just happened because there was a lot that happened in this <laughs> issue um and just really briefly i i don't know what's going on with the lex luther brainiac drone thing that kind of came out of nowhere uh so i don't know where that's going i i'm not opposed to it uh, but I don't know if that's part of this whole Kryptonian conspiracy Rogel's are Candelo storyline. It, it it seems like it doesn't fit here. No, it, it doesn't seem like it fits at all, really. Um, I was just really confused. I was like, it was another situation where, like reading the description, I felt like, ha have I been reading the wrong issue? <laughs> Uh, 20 pages into the issue. <laughs> I'm, I'm 21 pages in and I'm like, wait, did I switch over to another issue somehow by accident? Because suddenly Lex Luthor is talking about, you know, somebody hiding in a warehouse. And I was like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Like there's <laughs> something nefarious going on. But then there's like this huge block of text on page. I think it's like 22 where he's talking about like, um, you know, 
I uh, like I, I can give you what you need, the new location of the fortress, and I can help you discover your truth to free you from the bondage, um, to claim what is yours, like that you're the only brainy that you're a one true brainiac. And it's like I feel like I just got dropped into some like um interpersonal like drama <laughs> between the brainiacs and brainiac and like you like it's like i i dropped in on brainiac one's daily affirmations where he's, <laughs> he's like you're strong you're beautiful you're the one true brainiac and i'm like oh okay but i don't know that i should be here for this <laughs> Yeah, uh, it did seem like the uh, the Brainiac drone was really trying to convince itself that it was Brainiac, the real Brainiac. I don't know what's going on there. I guess that will be explained. We'll see. Uh, there's a lot to explain in the next issue. So I hope <laughs> I hope we get to all of that. Um, really quickly, uh, let's talk about the art. Uh, were there any pages or panels that really stuck out to you that sort of jumped off the page? Good question. Um, I really liked... I really like the last panel with with Brainiac talking to uh, Lex Luthor because Lex Luthor looks like um, like a Force ghost or something. It yes. Looks like, um, in the the first, I think it's you know the air quotes first Star Wars, but like where there's that little hologram. <laughs> It reminds me of that. Uh, I really like that. And like the way that you can't see Lex's face, but you can see his profile. He looks really creepy. Um, and and then also Brainiac looks like, you know, he's he's just like he's feeling himself, which I appreciate. <laughs> I don't know how this Brainiac walks, though. No, I look don't. At, look at his feet. I don't either. There's a lot happening with his feet. They don't he's you know what he walks on point like a ballerina and that's why that's why he's so beautiful and graceful (laughs) in the next issue he's gonna be like we'll drop in on lex and brainiac and he'll be doing like swan lake (laughs) it's very very strange i get it he's a robot but it still needs to be practical it's it's not practical at all um i like uh at page 16 where we find out that this supergirl ship has golden arms um (laughs) i i can guarantee you that will never come into play ever (laughs) (laughs) so i want to i want to imprint it imprint it on my mind <laughs> uh yeah, I, I I like that uh the idea that Zender's just been flying around like playing with the buttons. Like, what does this do? <laughs> How about this one? How about this one? <laughs> uh and and I hope in like the next few issues, if we ever see Zender again, if he's not uh completely dead, if she hasn't just left him for dead, that uh, <laughs> he keeps telling her uh new functionalities of the ship that she never bothered to learn. So he's like, <laughs> Did you know that you had serious XM radio on this thing? <laughs> <laughs> and it's like he, she's just like no and i don't care he's like do you know that it actually also has feet <laughs> <laughs> that might be important you're a wet <laughs> um i had a question about the art at the bottom of page five i didn't fully understand what was happening <laughs> I, I had no idea i actually looked at that page several times because i thought that i had missed something um something anything are, i felt like i had missed something <laughs> are are supergirl and superboy using their super breasts to like push them up like hackman and whoever this other oh my god i thought that they had burst through a window but i see now that the windows don't appear to have any glass in them i don't know what is happening or do they have glass do they no no because she burst through the windows 
Wait, okay. Okay. <laughs> We've uncovered something. <laughs> I'm deep it I'm deep in Please the, help me figure this out, I'm Morgan, because I do down, not know what is happening. I'm deep down the rabbit hole now, Rebecca. This is this is bad. <laughs> okay, so on page four. They're they're outside of the tower, right? Yes. You can clearly see that they're windows. Windows technically have glass, right? You, you would think, yeah. Uh-huh. So one assumes looking at the tower that there is indeed a window on that tower. Yeah. Then in the next pa- in the next page, they're they appear to be hovering in the window. Where's the they, glass? They just because fly in. They fly in. They fly in. So now I'm expected to believe that there is just a a sky rise sky a skyscraper which is what it would be yeah but that has giant floor ceiling windows that are just open just open to the environment and and i don't see like a single bird just flapping around in that place right they don't have birds on this it would just be filled with birds uh but okay okay (laughs) So, so they're in the window apparently there's no glass in the window okay then what I thought was that they were bursting through the window and then that Hackman was like, and like flew in the air. But I can see, I think you're right. I think that they are using their super breath, but now I'm disturbed because I realized that on page, Oh boy, this is going to be page after Hackman has his hack minis (laughs) (laughs) page 10. When Gandello jumps out the window, you can clearly see that there's there glass. glass. There are glass shards in the window. Okay, right? So now we're down the rabbit hole because, <laughs> because, Rebecca, if you go back, if you go back, so you see the glass shards. I'm not, I'm not. No, I see, I see that. She, she crashes through. It's like, she crashes yeah. through glass shards, as you'd expect. Now go back to page five. There's clearly no glass in that window. No, and there's not. I can tell you why. Because they're not on the other side of the window, right? Because they never burst through it at any point. And Crypto is half in and half out of the completely empty window. So <laughs> how in the world does she later jump out of it and there's glass? <laughs> I, I, would, I would say maybe that it's a different, maybe it's a different window. But on page nine, we see... Gandello in front of what looks like maybe a window, but how do we know it's a window? I I don't. I it, don't it looks I like mean, that other thing where they were hovering through it. I don't believe in windows anymore in this universe. I don't <laughs> believe that they exist. I don't believe that there's real glass. What is happening? Like I, I have to question the reality of windows now. Why Why would you put one window? on like the same floor and then have no windows. <laughs> so is, am I expected to believe Rebecca? Am I expected <laughs> to believe that this floor of the building is completely open to the outside? The wind is just whipping in. It's a terrible <laughs> place to work. This is why Hackman is asking for that raise. Uh, it's a terrible place to, to raise his new hack minis. They're going to get cold. All right. They are. Let's say I buy into this concept. I buy into the concept that it is fun and comfortable to sit in a completely open <laughs> space, like on on like the fiftieth floor of a building, which you, <laughs> and that you're like, no, glass glass is for wimps. I'm, I'm <laughs> then you decide for some unknowable reason, you're like, glass is for wimps. I hate glass. I'm gonna have ten windows on this floor. Nine of them will be without glass. One of them will be for glass. And that's what dramatically jumping out of later. Like, what? <laughs> I I think that's glass shards, but maybe it's just 
candela like pieces of candela candela shards i don't know <laughs> when she jumps out of windows she just she just kind of gets nervous and shouldn't and some pieces of her break off i don't know that is very like, like bizarre flopped. I, I thought that art was okay, but there were parts where I didn't understand what was happening. And I think the glass thing <laughs> really needed to be handled a little bit better because it is confusing when you look at it. Now the glass thing is going to haunt me. <laughs> 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 this is somehow worse for me than like Eliza Danvers missing hand. Like <laughs> that there can, that we are, it, we're living in a Schrodinger's box. Like there is <laughs> Glass and not glass somehow. Like, you gotta, you have to pick one version of reality. I can't, I can't do this. It makes no sense. Uh, I will say there were a couple of pages I thought were pretty good. Uh, page 17, where it's like the sequence of showing how Rogels are, I guess, kills Gandello. Uh, I thought that was really uh, well done. It, and I think it even is improved when you look at it in the guided view. Um, so I, I think it works both ways. Also on page 19, where we uh, sort of talked about uh, Supergirl uh, trying to teleport them away with the uh, axe. Uh, I love the little detail of Crypto. He's got his little paw on Supergirl's shoulder. And I thought that oh, was really no. adorable. <laughs> That's so cute. Crypto is such an MVP. I feel like she should just like tag Crypto in and see what he can what he can accomplish in this battle. <laughs> yeah. So I, I love that. I, I guess he would have had to have touched her in order to teleport wherever they were going. But I just love that little detail in the art that uh, Crypto's little paw is on her shoulder. Uh, I thought so that, that, that was probably my favorite thing about this issue. Uh, once again, crypto coming in and uh, saving the day from a, a strange issue that doesn't much make any sense. <laughs> so, uh, it, was there anything else about the art that you wanted to to bring up? No, I think I, I really like that uh, that that panel that you that you picked the one where she's she's just poking her fingers in into Rogelzar's eyes, which is pretty gnarly. But uh, I love the I love the little crypto paw, and I like the colors too. It's like yeah, very. It's like yellow, and there's like a lot of. It feels like there's electricity, and it feels like you know a moment frozen in time before they they you know, uh, what's it called? You leave an area to another area <laughs> yes when you uh teleport apparate if you're if you're if you're a harry potter person uh uh whatever you want to uh um what i guess the space and time what wh whatever you call that uh but yeah i think that that actually that's a good panel to actually show you what they're doing it made that that one made sense for all the the non-glass uh <laughs> discussion we just had this panel actually makes sense to me uh, as to what they're doing. Well, I guess uh, we'll wrap it up here. So uh, <laughs> thoughts on Supergirl number 32 uh, after many months of not reading the comics, how'd you feel about <laughs> jumping back in? <laughs> oh boy. This was like jumping into the deep end. Wasn't it? it was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh boy, I haven't read, I haven't read Supergirl in kind of a while. I wonder if I'll, you know, be able to keep up with the story. I feel like <laughs> And then I thought to myself, no, no, it, it hasn't been that long. It hasn't been as long as the last time. You remember basically what's going on. And I got to the end of the issue and I was just like, oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> if, it's, if it's possible for a single issue of a comic to give you whiplash, I feel like that's what this one did to me. I just came out of it confused and adrift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I couldn't get over the Hackman babies. <laughs> that was the thing that really stopped me in my tracks. 
I the the one thing I will say that I I didn't really care for with this issue, like really like had an issue with. Well, I mean, I can kind of get over the the glass, no glass. Uh, <laughs> is is Candelo dead? Who knows? I can kind of get past all of that, but I I was frustrated in the writing of this one because they would have a lot of dramatic tension between Supergirl and Candelo, and then they would crack a joke. There was a bunch of banter between Supergirl and Superboy, and I guess Superboy was kind of working on his you know uh, uh, witty banter uh, uh, against a villain. And it just it zapped it zapped a lot of the tension out for me. I know what I they were like going for, but a little bit more than that. <laughs> yeah, I I I I I'm not opposed to humor in these stories, but if you're gonna make this this big issue where Gandello dies and you know uh, Supergirl's really uh, having a tough time, I don't know. I, I would be into reading something that had a lot of tension in it. Uh, but yeah, so that was my that was my biggest issue with this one. Um, the art was okay. There were some good standout panels and pages, but I wasn't wowed by it like I have been in some other issues. Uh, but this one was, like you said, whiplash. Like it was, it was a like a really big uh, re-entry into <laughs> into this storyline for me. I was like, oh, okay, this is happening. All right. So, uh, so this was a this was a wild one for me. Yeah, I, this one was a, a it was a lot. It was it was a lot. That's that's a, that's a good way to uh, to put it. Well, I think that's going to do it for our thoughts on Supergirl number thirty two. If you've already picked up this issue, make sure to give a give it a rating in Comicsology or your DC Comics app. And if you haven't bought it yet, Supergirl number thirty two is available in the DC Comics app, the Comicsology app, as well as Comicsology.com, Google Play, the Nook Store, Amazon, and at ReadDCEntertainment.com. And let's get to our Supergirl Radio and DC TV plugs. If you would like to contact Supergirl Radio, you can post a comment on our website at supergirlradio.com. You can email us at supergirlradio at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, you can call us at 678-718-7252 and make sure to write and call in before Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram, all at Supergirl Radio. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, Podchaser, and Spotify, where we also have a Spotify playlist that includes music featured on and inspired by the CW Supergirl TV series. We are listed on DC's fan page, which you can find at dccomics.com slash dc-fans. If you like what we do, we encourage you to give us a rating and write us a review on Apple Podcasts and Stitcher. You can find links to everything I just mentioned on supergirlradio.com on the right side of the page. And now we throw it over to Amy from the Legends of Tomorrow podcast for the DC TV plugs. Supergirl Radio is part of the DC TV podcast network, so if you're interested in The Flash, Black Lightning, Legends of Tomorrow, Batwoman, Titans, Stargirl, Green Lantern, Strange Adventures, and the upcoming Superman and Lois series, or DC TV After Dark, make sure to follow DC TV podcasts on social media and subscribe to the podcast mega feed if you want all those podcasts in one place. If you enjoy our Supergirl Radio live streams, make sure to subscribe to the DC TV podcast YouTube channel and hit that notification bell to get notified when we go live and wired. DC TV Podcast also has a Tee Public store, so if you are in need of some new DC TV related t-shirts, tank tops, sweatshirts, onesies, mugs, notebooks, pillows, or stickers, go to supergirlradio.com and click on the Tee Public store link at the top of the page. And our DC TV plugs are going to be out of date soon. Uh, so we are going to need some new ones. If you would like to be featured on Supergirl Radio, please send us an audio file. That's an MP3, an M4A, or a WAV 
to supergirlradio at gmail.com by February 21st. Um, to thank you for contributing, we'll send some giveaway items to those who send in submissions. We want you to be as creative as you like, but just make sure his <laughs> podcast this is the fun way that rebecca's basically gotten me back to doing the poll. <laughs> it's working it's working. for you okay <laughs> remember that you have to mention all of these podcasts i'm going to read them in order but i might skip one i've been known <laughs> to do that or repeat a couple of them yeah, exactly or i might repeat them twice you should only say them once though <laughs> That's a tip from me to you, from a professional. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Re- Rebecca's Supergirl Radio is the first one. It do we should have, be. Do we have to plug our own show on our own show? <laughs> uh, no, but this is the list that the uh, the people who are going to be recording the plugs need to have. Ah. So we need to mention it so, so they don't forget us. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're definitely not going to want to forget Supergirl Radio, the podcast you're doing this for. <laughs> <laughs> We're the best ones. Okay. <laughs> uh, Superman and Lois Radio. It's like us, but but with Superman and Lois. Uh-huh. <laughs> the Flash podcast, the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, that's the second best one. Uh, <laughs> Black Lightning podcast, Batwoman podcast, Titans and Doom Patrol podcast, Stargirl podcast, Justice League Dark podcast, Green Lantern podcast, Strange Adventures podcast, <laughs> and DC TV After Dark. That's another one that's pretty good. That's another one that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like that you really you went for the 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 kind of voice acting there. I really appreciated that you uh you, you got a little creative with that one. Yeah, I feel I feel like it's not too big of a spoiler to say that I did some voice acting for the fakest. Uh, the last couple weekends for the new seasons that's going to be coming out pretty soon. And I feel like my voice acting muse has come alive. <laughs> uh, just as a side note, we're not going to spoil anything for the fakest season three, which you should be subscribed to go to whatever podcast app you listen to and subscribe to the fakest. Uh, but I just want to say personally that uh, Morgan is a very good actress, very good at improv and everybody should be very excited about what's uh, coming out with Morgan. And I'm very excited about some other scenes she was in that I was not part of, but I kind of know some things that are happening. So and uh, you're going to want to listen to the fakus. Because uh, actually, Morgan and I did a scene together. We did do a scene together. <laughs> that was really fun. Um, it, speaking of DC TV alums, uh, or I guess current members of DCTV, uh, Amy uh, Hibnerowski from the Legends of Tomorrow podcast is also um, a voice in this new season of The Fakest. So there's going to be a lot of DCTV stars that you can can listen to. I did a scene with Amy uh, because she plays, she plays uh, my character's grandmother, uh, (laughs) (laughs) which is funny because I think I'm older than uh, quite, quite older than Amy. So that's kind of funny that she's playing my grandma. Uh, But uh, I, I, I've done a scene with Amy. I've done a scene with Morgan and I think Morgan and Amy have, a scene together is that correct we did we had a we did a scene uh last weekend actually on saturday it was so funny i was like oh hey amy (laughs) (laughs) we were were trying to schedule something uh like last weekend and amy's like oh no i i have to record some voice acting on saturday and i was like hey so do i (laughs) and i was like wait is it for the biggest 
<laughs> that is so funny. Well, um, just it's it's coming out. We're we're recording the episodes now, uh, but you're definitely gonna want to subscribe to the fakest because it's really really funny. Uh, so you're gonna want to check that out. Uh, speaking of which, uh, if you want to check me out on the interwebs, uh, you can find me on Instagram at the Derby Kid. I try to take the occasional pic- a picture once in a while. I also have a YouTube channel that you can find at YouTube.com/slash/DuckMilkProd. I was also recently a guest on my friend Dave's podcast. Uh, uh, my friend Dave Adams from college. We were uh, both clarinetists in the University of Alabama Million Dollar Band. Oh, uh, nice. So we <laughs> we were in the back of the uh, the field during halftime shows because uh, they put the clarinets and the the piccolos in the back because nobody apparently wants to hear us. And uh, we ran through the mud the mud a couple of times uh, together. So we really literally went through the trenches in in college. <laughs> uh, so he has a podcast called Unrelated at Birth. And uh, it's with a, a friend of his. Uh, so he invited me to come on and talk about DCTV and the DCEU. And uh, we talked a little bit about uh, like DC versus Marvel stuff, but not too much. Uh, and while I didn't agree with everything they said, because there were some things I was like, no, I don't agree with that at all. Uh, but we had a great conversation uh, despite our disagreements. And I appreciated getting the opportunity to share my perspective with them. That's what I like about going on somebody else's you know show i can bring my fresh opinion to to what they're talking about so i had a great time with them and it was fun to see some super radio listeners kind of came out and uh hung out with us i saw claudia and new rachel there so thank you all for for coming and being part of that and uh, so if you want to go check it out it's a it's a podcast called unrelated at birth that's awesome. I'm going to have to check that out, that episode out. Yeah, they do a really interesting uh, thing where they, they do a live stream, but they also kind of start recording during the live stream. So it's a little bit different than how we do it. Uh, but it's a uh, it was neat to see because they use StreamYard, too. So it was uh, it was funny to kind of see, you know, compare and contrast kind of like what they do what, and what we do. Nice. That's really cool. And I have to say about your Instagram, it has been fire lately. That oh, photo, thank you. That photo that you took of the hall, the hallway was uh, beautiful. That that crosswalk? That crosswalk, yeah. Well, I have to say uh, a lot of it's in the editing process. Uh, but, uh, but you know, that's, that's, that's part of the art, though. That, yeah, well, uh, uh, every now and then something will inspire me to take a picture. Uh, so I appreciate you looking at them. I'm trying to I'm trying to be more creative in that in that aspect. Oh, I, I always appreciate your Instagram. I'm like scrolling. I'm like, oh, that's so pretty. That's so pretty. <laughs> <laughs> well, just just to say something about your Instagrams, uh, the, the Lab Cats is always a consistent uh, source of my <laughs> entertainment. So thank you for sharing pictures of Bunsen and Beaker. Oh, I, I will always share pictures of them, even if people don't want to see them. I'm like, <laughs> Look at my cats. Um, <laughs> speaking of, you can find my cats on Instagram. They're at <laughs> the lab cats. You can also find me on Twitter and Instagram at Mojotastic. Um, and you can find me on DCTV Podcast as a co-host of the Legends of Tomorrow podcast and DCTV After Dark. I know for the Legends of Tomorrow podcast, I believe we're going to, this month, our plan is to talk about Harley Quinn. Oh, um, nice. The first two seasons because uh, we cat uh, has been singing the praises of the Harley Quinn animated show for so long. Um, and finally, both Amy and I have decided to watch it. And I was like, it was one of those things where I was like, oh, God, you were really right. And I can't believe that I, I took this long to actually uh, watch the show. Uh, so we'll be <laughs> 
we'll be talking about that. And then we are doing a book club. Um, and I'm trying to scroll our messages to find out what the name of the book is. <laughs> but you know what? It's a book. It exists. We're gonna we're gonna read it. Uh, <laughs> We should probably be posting it on our um, on our social media of what the book is. So if you want to read along, if you're looking for a good book, it's the name of the book is Her Name in the Sky by Kelly. I'm going to say Quinn. My phone isn't loading. Kelly <laughs> uh, Quinn Quindellen, I believe, uh, although I might have butchered that quite a bit. Um, so we're planning on doing that towards uh, the end of the month, maybe around the 18th, 19th, somewhere like that. So it's the beginning of the month. So if you want to read along and, and be up to date for our discussion, you can uh, certainly do that. This is a kind of Rebecca and I, we, we've done a book club. We before. have. Yeah. Uh, we got Katie McGraw book club on here. Uh, and we we talked about you know finding our our inner zen and all that stuff <laughs> <laughs> and and how not a part of uh, a part of you doesn't think anything all that bothers it. me so much now when i hear myself say it i've i stop myself all the time i'm trying i'm trying to get get that out of me to say a, a part of me thinks this i got i got i got to just get it out so that that was a life changing read. So I'm excited to do another <laughs> do another book club. Actually, I was like, usually I'm kind of bad at book clubs because as soon as you tell me that I have to do anything for a specific reason, even if it's something I wanted to do five seconds ago, suddenly I don't want to do it anymore. <laughs> um, I think I have like that uh like some some issue where it's like. If I need to do it, I suddenly don't want to do it, uh, <laughs> which is which is why, while I love to read, I've really never been able to commit to a book club. <laughs> like, do you want to read this book? And I'm like, no, I don't actually anymore. <laughs> I have to read it right now. I don't want to read it right now. Um, and that's not how book clubs work. But uh, but I'm excited to to talk about what a uh, what I'm reading with some other people. So that should be a fun a fun episode. Very, very cool. Well, I, I'm glad y'all are doing that. And uh, is anything coming up for DCTV After Dark? We are planning it now. <laughs> we have kind of taken a, we kind of took a long, long hiatus. Um, so we're we're scheduling who we're going to uh, force to do all of our really <laughs> strange questions <laughs> next. Well, I just know the listeners are going to ask because they're they're going to want uh, new content. So uh, I figured I would uh, ask for them because uh, I'm actually a fan of DCTV After Dark as well. So I'm looking forward to new episodes of the the Morgan Glennon podcast universe. Uh, so looking forward to that. All right. Well, I think that's uh, going to do it for us this week. So thanks, everybody, for joining us as we catch up. We're finally catching up on Supergirl Comics. Yeah.